0: the joy Tuesday. Happy last Tuesday of 2019. I'm your host Sydney Weiss and oh my god it's the last day of the year but also the last day of the decade. And yesterday I was thinking about this, just where I started in this decade. It was 2010, I was 18 years old. I was waiting to find out if I was going to transfer from community college to my dream school, USC. Spoiler alert, it happened. And I was thinking about something really unique that happened at the time. After I had submitted my application to transfer to USC, my mom and I started seeing USC license plates everywhere, like every single time we got into the car, we would see like a minimum of five USC license plates. And I'll never forget this one time we were talking and I was sharing my anxiety and my worry about whether or not I was going to get in. And if I got in, what would that mean? Or if I didn't get in, what would that mean? And we were driving, obviously, and a car cuts us off. And take a guess, The car had a USC alumni license plate. And this is so before the time that I knew anything about the universe and signs and symbols and messages. And I just remember being totally like dumbfounded. What is this? Why does this keep showing up? And my mom at the time said, I think it's a sign. I think it's a sign. It's going to be okay. You're going to get in. And lo and behold, I did get in and I spent the next three years at USC. And so it's amazing that that's how this decade began for me. And in many ways, it's the way this decade is ending. Signs and symbols continue to show up. Messages continue to show up. And I'm continuously reminded that we're always supported. There's always a parachute ready to catch you. But you have to believe first that the parachute is there. And so I would encourage you if you haven't already, but I'm sure you have to spend a little bit of time thinking about the last decade, the last 10 years. Who were you when we started this decade? Who were you in 2010? And who are you now? How have you changed? How have you grown? What areas of your life have stayed the same? What areas of your life do you want to continue to grow in, to work on, to change? How have you shown up for yourself in the last 10 years, in the last five years, in the last year? I would imagine you had to show up for yourself in ways you never thought, A, you would need to, and B, you were capable of. I think it's really cool when we spend some time in reflection. Yes, I think it brings up Emotions that are often difficult and painful, and there might be tears. And then at the same time, it allows you the opportunity to celebrate those wins and celebrate your growth. I think that's what 2019, at least this last chapter of it, is about. It's about celebrating the growth, celebrating the wins, and also celebrating the areas in which you still need to grow. As we enter this new decade, this new chapter, How can you continue to water and nurture yourself? And what does that look like? Does it mean more control or less control? More boundaries or less boundaries? The thing is, though, you don't have to have all of the answers right now. In fact, I would encourage you to write these questions down and fill them out as the year Goes on. There's so much pressure around December 31st and January 1st, and even the first two weeks of the year to not only have all your goals and your dreams and your resolutions mapped out, but then to start to fulfill them. But I challenge that. I I respectfully disagree with that. I think the year ahead is an opportunity to mold your dreams and mold your goals and mold your resolutions to fit your growth, which is individual, which is unique, which will change as the year, as the next five years, as the next decade rolls in and rolls around. So before we dive in, jump in, full speed ahead into this new year and this new decade, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about 2019 and what it was like for both me and Seek the Joy podcast. So this year we celebrated two years of Seek the Joy podcast, which by the way is a milestone I never Imagined. We won Best Podcast at the New Media Film Festival. We were a finalist for the People's Choice Award for the 2019 Discover Pod Awards, which, by the way, I don't think I ever talked about here on the show, but that was amazing. The Discover Pod Awards are huge. And honestly, the other shows that were nominated in our category and all categories actually are so huge and amazing. And I'm so inspired by all of them. So to be recognized um, in that space and in that category was like I don't even have words. It was just beyond. Okay. It was beyond. And I'm so grateful to each and every one of you that wrote in and nominated us and ugh, to be a finalist was amazing. So thank you. So those are honestly the big like headline, like highlight moments of the year for the podcast. But I think in looking back, the biggest highlight for me has just been been connecting with all of you and having the opportunity to produce this show and air this show and share the messages and the moments of celebration and empowerment and the way that we've come together, the way we can come together around shared vulnerability and shared experiences has been inspiring to not only witness, but also be part of. It's been so much fun to be on this ride with you guys, and I'm so grateful for every moment of connection, every time you reach out, every piece of feedback. I mean, you guys should see my inbox sometimes. It blows my mind. And so this year has been really good. It's been full of a lot of highs and a lot of celebrations, but it's also been full of a lot of challenges and difficulties and uncertainty and sickness. I mean, I think I was sick almost 20 times this year. You can hear it in my voice right now. I'm getting over my latest cold, which I really hope is the last one because I've kind of had it up to here. You should see me like putting my hand above my head. I've kind of had it up to here with being sick. Like I don't think cold and flu season is ever ending for me. Um, but it was, it was a bumpy ride this year and I can't, Think about 2019 without thinking about 2018. I think that year in so many ways laid the foundation and the framework for what 2019 was going to be in 2018, it was really a year of deep and honest reflection for me. It was a year to dive in to my healing, to my inner work, to reading, to journaling, to having conversations that reflected that never-ending desire to learn more, to grow more, to understand more. And so that's how I started 2019. I started off this year feeling the same way, wanting to really dive in. But By about March or April, the ways in which I was willing to do this work, this inner work for myself, changed. I knew I needed to take a step back from the depth and the intensity that 2018 had. It's funny, I like instinctively knew that I couldn't and shouldn't go as deep as I was going in 2019 because really my bandwidth had changed. I couldn't handle it anymore the same way I could. I had hit like maximum capacity. For those of you that don't know, I don't do the show full time. Well, I do it full time in addition to something else I do full time, which is I'm a lawyer. I work in entertainment. And so this year alone, I worked like 55 to 60 hours some weeks. And so then I would come home and work on the podcast at night. I would answer emails and work on Joy Corner or The Power of Storytelling or Show Notes. And then on the weekends, I would record and edit episodes and put together the social media for them. I was always working, I was always going, I was always doing this year. And don't get me wrong, I love that. I love the speed and the intensity, I love being busy, I love immersing myself in a project, in a purpose, and a mission, but at some point I think I realized that this was too much, And so there were certain areas of my life that I had to take a break from. I stopped going to kundalini yoga, mainly because my schedule could no longer allow for it. I stopped journaling and meditating daily because it was hard enough to pull myself out of bed, let alone try and carve out an extra hour in the morning to do those things. And by the time I got home at night, I was too tired. And the only thing that I had energy for was the podcast, and so instead, I started journaling and reading and meditating a couple of times a month on the weekends when I felt inspired. And at first, it felt like I was taking a break from my own healing. And that was really hard. I know so many of you can relate to this. You start going with a routine or a practice, and it becomes so important to who you are and how you define yourself. So that when you remove yourself from it, when you take a step back, you feel like you've failed yourself. I know I'm not alone in that. And so I had to. Really look at that feeling and that judgment that I was placing on myself. I realized pretty quickly, though, that I wasn't taking a break from my own healing because we're always healing. Every moment, every conversation, every time you try something new, every time you switch gears, it's a practice in your healing. And so the things that I did to ground myself or to learn more or expose myself to more shifted from This sense of doing the work daily because I felt like I had to, because I was rigid in this routine, it shifted from that to doing the work when I felt energized and inspired. And I think that was the key. That's been a total game changer for me, by the way, doing things that I feel inspired to do and energized by, as opposed to feeling like I've got to do it because I made some sort of commitment or there's an obligation. You're allowed to grow with your practices and your practices are allowed to grow with you too. So my growth and understanding began to show up in new and different ways this year. And I realized that not only is that okay, but it's okay to trust it. And so, yeah, this year totally challenged me, and it's expanded me, and I'm so ready for the expansion that's still to come. Because this year, too, I felt like my foot was, like, permanently on the accelerator. You know in those, like, cartoons where, like, either there's, like, a brick attached to the accelerator, or, like, the character's foot is, like, super glued to the pedal? That was totally me this year. And there was no signs of letting up until September, when I was sick for probably the 15th time this year. And I was supposed to get on a plane to go visit my sister in Washington, DC. So I was gonna go to DC. I was gonna go visit my sister. We were gonna go up to New York City for a couple of days, which is my absolutely favorite place ever. And I couldn't get on the plane. I couldn't get on the plane because I was sick. I was on antibiotics. It was It was bad. And I realized that something had to shift. I didn't realize it right away. Probably two weeks later when I got sick again was when I really realized it, that the pace at which I was going this year was no longer working for me, that even when I was running on fumes and totally exhausted, I kept pushing myself and I had to look at why I was doing this. I love this podcast. I love this platform. I love immersing myself in my own creativity podcasts are my passion this space is my passion it's capacity for audio storytelling and connection the ways that in which we can be innovative within this space is like I can talk about this for forever this is what I want to do for the rest of my life But I had to look at why I was pushing myself to do so much more than I actually could. So it was work. It was the podcast. It was my family. It was friendships. It was friendships that I needed to let go of that I wasn't willing to. It was friendships that were too demanding of my time that I didn't set good boundaries with. It was my own health that again showed up and was like, hello, when are you going to start listening? When are you going to make a change? podcast isn't going to stop. Me working is not going to stop. My passion for this is not going to stop. But I think the ways in which we set boundaries around the things that inspire us and the things that we love and the things that we're passionate about, it's part of our journey here to learn those boundaries and to be flexible with them and play around with them. And so that's kind of what I've done. Um, I haven't produced as many episodes this year as I have The year before. This past two months, I think the only real episodes I released are The Power of Storytelling. Things just had to kind of calm down and quiet down a little bit. And actually, I was planning on releasing an episode. This is like comical at this point. I was planning on releasing an episode at the beginning of December, talking about my reflections for this year and announcing a two month hiatus from the podcast. I got sick again, just when I was about to record this episode. um, The glands in my throat, (laughs) this is actually comical, the glands in my throat were infected and so swollen that I could barely speak, I could barely swallow. I had to go on antibiotics and then three days later I actually got on a plane this time and went to New York with my mom and it was an amazing trip. So as you can imagine the podcast and releasing that episode and worrying about the podcast in that moment wasn't going to happen and it certainly didn't happen and so I'm still learning my boundaries and I'm figuring this out and after this week's episode The podcast will not have any new episodes for all of January um, until the last week of January where we'll air the Power of Storytelling episode and then things will pick up as normal. I don't know what normal is yet, but we will figure this out together because the show is such an important part of my life. It's a huge part of me and the opportunity to share and to learn and to grow is invaluable. And so as long as this is still fun for me and fun for you, we're going to keep doing the podcast. All right. I think it's time to dive into the top 10 things I learned in 2019. But before we do that, before get going. I would love it if you would join the conversation on our social media channels. Send me an email or leave a comment on the show notes for this episode and let me know what your 2019 was like, what you learned this year, what you're letting go of, what you're releasing, what you're bringing in with you to this new year and this new decade. And I would love to know what from this week's new episode resonated with you. Okay. 2019, you sure as hell taught me a lot and there's a lot that I want to leave behind and quite a lot I want to bring with me. The first lesson, though, that I learned is just how important it is to take care of yourself. You really can't pour from an empty cup no matter how hard you try. And yes, this is totally cliche, and I know that and I'm totally here for the cliches, but I really experienced what it means to pour from an empty cup this year, to run on empty, to be on fumes and keep going. I don't want to say I made any mistakes this year when it came to self-care, because I think there's no such thing as mistakes, but just lessons learned and opportunities to make changes. But oh my God, I learned a lot about what my self-care looks like. And where my boundaries need to be. And it was an experiment this year with balance. But here's the thing about balance. I don't know if it actually exists, but what I do know is that it's all about what you put your energy into at any given moment. You can't do it all. You can't do it all at once. You shouldn't have to do it all at once either. And so embracing that truth has not only been difficult, but necessary. Okay. Number two, change is constant. A lot has changed this year and I know things are going to continue to change. It doesn't always feel good to me. And I know I'm not alone in that. I like stability and security and certainty. I think most people do, right? But the truth is life is always in flux. We're always changing and it can leave you feeling like you're on shaky ground. It's okay to feel uncertainty. It's okay to not feel stable Or secure. But at the end of the day, it's about knowing that change is certain and trusting that you've got you. Okay, number three, you'll learn the most from the most unexpected people and places. I think I've always known this one, but this year especially taught me and showed me that our greatest teachers show up in the most unexpected places and at the most unexpected times. You never know who you're going to meet and what you're going to learn from those meetings. And it's often, at least it's been for me, the comments and feedback in passing that has had the greatest impact on me. And especially this year. I mean, little reminders, encouragement, and ideas have all shown up in ways I never would have imagined. Number four, lead with kindness. Okay, I have to start off by saying that kindness is totally underrated. I've always seen myself as a kind and generous person, but the stress of this year and the different interactions I had totally challenged me and tested my patience, which in turn tested my kindness. I constantly have to remind myself to Lead with kindness, because you never know who you're talking to, who they know, who knows them, etc. It's such a small world, even when it feels like it isn't, and people are connected in the most bizarre ways. But even beyond that, and most importantly, everyone deserves kindness, and you deserve kindness towards yourself, too. I would never want someone to walk away from an interaction with me and say that I was unkind or rude or impatient because... I couldn't compartmentalize or contain my emotions or my stress. That's not who I am. That's not who you are. That's not who I want to be. And so I'm learning to remind myself (laughs) to lead with my kindness more. And I should probably add patience to that too. Number five, it's okay to not be okay. I should probably add to that, that it's okay to wear your stress on your sleeve, which by the way, might contradict what I just said in number four, but hear, hear me out. There's a lot happening like all the time and sometimes all at once. And so when someone asks how I am, I always say, oh, I'm fine. I'm great. How are you? Even when I'm actually not. And I'm learning that it's really okay to wear my true emotions or my stress or whatever might be on my sleeve in a way that means I'm being honest about how I'm doing. And don't get me wrong. Not everybody needs to know what's going on with you all the time. That's an exercise in your own boundaries. But I think in a curated world, it's okay to make an effort or a decision or a choice to acknowledge how you're really feeling and not act like you have it all together. I certainly don't. I've never had it all together. I don't think I'll ever have it all together. And I don't think anyone ever does have it all together. So it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to take a time out from people and life and responsibilities as a way to recharge and refuel yourself and take care of yourself and then start over again. Number six, reflect, reassess, and let go of people, places, and things that no longer match who you are and where you are in your life. This one has been hard for me because, okay, let's be real. Life comes at you fast, like really fast. And we're often living on autopilot. Sometimes it feels like a luxury to be able to sit back and reassess and reflect. But you need to do it. We need to do it. And this year I learned that I definitely need to do more of it. Because here's the thing. As we grow and change, as our interests evolve, as our plates get bigger or smaller, as our load increases or decreases... Who is in our life is going to change too. And I'm learning that it's okay to let yourself move on and move forward even when it's hard or uncomfortable. There are people that we're friends with that come into our lives at different times, at different periods. Some are there for a season and others are forever. But when you realize that a friendship is fading or your interests and priorities have changed and you just don't have anything in common anymore... It's a really yucky feeling, and I experienced that a lot this year. I'm wondering if you did too, like if there was something in the air that was going on where our relationships and our friendships changed so much this year. And when you're feeling that way, you don't want to hurt someone else's feelings, but you also know that you need to stay true to you. I don't know. I definitely experienced this a lot more than I ever thought I would this year, but I had to let go of friendships and people that were just no longer a good fit in my life that were draining me who maybe didn't understand or respect the changes that were going on and in my life. And I'll admit that this was really hard and it it challenged me. And I learned, and I'm still learning this by the way, not to hold on too tightly to people who have been part of my past and expect them to be a part of my present or future if it's just not a good fit anymore. And so if you made the choice to let go of friendships or people or places or things this year that are no longer filling your love tank, in the words of the iconic Real Housewives of Orange County, Vicki Gunvalson, know that you're not alone. It doesn't make you a bad person to put yourself or your feelings or your time or your energy first. Okay, number seven. Everything is working out, even when you can't see it or feel it. This is tough for me, like really tough, because I learned this lesson this year over and over again. Everything is working out for your highest good, for your highest purpose, for your highest potential all the time. And it's happening especially when you can't see it or when you can't feel it. In moments when I didn't remember this, which by the way, were often and continue to this day, I found myself asking these questions. How do I make space for what's happening? How do I allow things to fall into place and to trust it? I often default to living in stress and worry. It's my makeup. It's who I am. It's probably why I have a podcast about seeking joy. And so trust is not my strong suit. I'll be the first person to admit that. And so a lesson I'm learning is that you can create your own security. You can create your own trust. Even when everything around you feels like chaos, you do this by showing up for yourself always in the good and in the bad. You do this by trusting your judgment, your instincts. And sometimes that means taking a step back so you can better evaluate the situation and the circumstance. Number eight. Honor where you are. You are where you are for a reason, even if it sucks, even if it doesn't make sense, even if you're in limbo and it's confusing and just making you nervous. Where you are right now is serving a purpose. Honor it. Honor where you are. Number nine, remember why you started. This one is huge. When you're stressed, when you're worried, when you're confused, it is hard to keep going. It's not always easy to put one foot in front of the other. I've been in this space a lot this year of feeling that overwhelm and feeling that stress and not knowing if I could keep going. But what's helped me in these moments is remembering why I started, why I started the things that I love, that I'm passionate about, that fill me up, that make me feel good And so that's meant focusing on my why, focusing on the impact, on the goal, focusing on the purpose. That's not always easy to do, don't get me wrong, but it's a total game changer when you are able to do it. And so if you've fallen off track, if you're at the end of this year and you're feeling like you had missed moments or opportunities or there's a sense of frustration, if you're questioning whether you're making the right decision, remembering why you started and where you hope to go will always help to refocus and realign you. Okay, the last one, number 10. This is your life. You get to write your story. This is a lesson I definitely learned a lot this year and it's something that I keep coming back to. When you feel like you're in chaos, when there's a lot of change, there's a lot going on, there's so much growth and when it happens all at once, it can begin to feel like you're no longer in control. It often starts to feel like things are no longer up to you, that you aren't the one making the decisions, that your life is in somebody else's hands. But here's the thing, that's not true. This is your life. This is your story. And you get to decide how you feel, react, and be in any given moment. This is so funny. It's reminding me of something my grandma Phyllis says all the time. And growing up, we always used to laugh because I thought it was like the funniest, corniest thing anybody could ever say. But it's so true. You are the captain of your own ship. You're the pilot of your own plane. This is your life. You get to decide who you're going to be and what it's going to look like and how you're going to feel. So these are my top 10 reflections for 2019. It has been Quite a year, and I'm excited for this new decade and the energy and the joy that I feel around it. It's funny, a couple months ago, I wasn't feeling energized and inspired, and I think it has a lot to do with this sense of burnout and being sick all the time this year. Um, but I feel like I'm coming out of it and I'm excited for what's next and for the things that I'm building and creating for the podcast. There is a new series coming to Seek the Joy podcast in 2020. I'm so excited to share with you what that's going to be so soon. And I know that at this time of the year, this little period between the end of one year and the beginning of another one, there's a lot of pressure to not only reflect, but to plan. Everybody wants to know, what's your plan? What's it going to be like? What are your goals? What are your dreams? Here's the thing. It's okay to not know, to not have a plan, to not have it all figured out. But I've found though, it is always important to keep dreaming and so i encourage you to spend a little time reflecting on this last year the lessons the growth the opportunities and also the things that didn't go your way i found that it's the stumbling blocks and the road bumps that teach us the most so while i won't be releasing any new episodes for the next month There are so many great episodes and conversations from the last two years. Definitely check them out if you haven't already. And don't forget about Joy Corner. It's the interview style blog series on our website. This year alone, I featured over 105 incredible people with so many more incredible people and stories and businesses and joys, passions, and inspirations to share with you in 2020. So if you haven't already, head on over to the website and check that out. And I will still be around, by the way. I'm not going anywhere. I would love it if you would come and hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I am trying to tweet more. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And let's connect. I would just love to hear what your year has been like and what you're looking forward to for 2020. So sending you guys just a huge hug, so much love, and wishing you and your family a really happy and healthy new year and I'll see you in 2020. It's going to be, it's going to be a good one. I'll see you right back here in a couple of weeks for another Seek the Joy Tuesday.